Hi there, I'm Jazzy Cook and I'm here with SciDance, a podcast to open and explore the world of dance science. On today's episode of SciDance, I'm here with Laura Irwin discussing Pilates for dancers. Laura trained at Middlesex University and London Contemporary Dance School, where she came across Pilates and somatic practices for the first time, as well as experiential anatomy. In her career, Laura has freelanced as a performer, teacher and manager in various settings, in schools as well as companies. She has also lectured at Middlesex University, Teesside University and Kingston University in topics such as release technique, dance science, somatics, contextual studies and dance education. In 2015, Laura did her Pilates training and joined London Studio Centre permanently. Her current research interests include enhancing technique and performance, strength and conditioning for dancers, somatic practices and student engagement in learning. Keep listening to hear Laura's thoughts and learn more about Pilates for dancers. Hi Laura, how are you? Hi, I'm good, thanks. Yeah, nice to be here. Lovely to have you here. Could you just tell us quickly, just to our our listeners, just who you are, how you got into Pilates, why you're interested in it? Um, So my name is Laura Irwin. I, um, yeah, trained as a dancer at Middlesex and then a contemporary and then worked freelance kind of dancing, teaching, performing, lecturing for a few years and then always had an interest in um, kind of experiential anatomy, somatics, Pilates from when I started training and kind of, yeah, as your as a freelancer, your career evolves. And I sort of got more interested in the kind of Pilates in that area, maybe five or six years ago, and then retrained in Pilates. And now I'm at London Studio Centre, um, head of dance science there. And I kind of teach Pilates, conditioning, dance science, um, and just support students in general with their kind of uh, dance practice and their dance training. Sure, fab. So if you could just give our listeners a quick overview before we get into it of what Pilates is, what it is as a practice, how it looks. Um, yes, wow, big big question. Um, so as, as always with these kind of things, it's, there's so many different teachers, approaches, methods, but I'll kind of talk from my own experience. So I guess it, it's a form of strength, strength conditioning, essentially um generally slow pace sort of thoughtful mindful very focused on detail and for dancers in particular alignment and technique and um i like to sort of really focus on use of tension or lack of tension or appropriate tension in the body and um, so i think as dancers we can often hold a lot of tension in some places and less tension in other places and that doesn't necessarily support our training in the right way so it's kind of about investigating the body through different exercises and how we can work as dancers with the body and sort of training for strength in a more slow-paced mindful thoughtful way um and there's yeah kind of five key principles that i use as part of my teaching that a lot of other pilates teachers use as well and to do with uh, placement and alignment, so pelvic placement, breathing, shoulder placement, ribcage placement, and head placement. And those are always kind of check-in points all the way through the class. Great, so we'll get into those a little bit later on. Um, But just as a background, what does teaching Pilates look like in your job? So what's the level of students that you teach? How often do they use this alongside their dance training? So at the moment, I'm, as I said, I'm at London Studio Centre working with our undergraduate degree level programme. So generally ages 18 to 21 um, and 
most of, so, well, I think my job is really in two halves, I would say. So half of my job is leading the dance science module. And as part of that, they have theory and practice every week. They have three hours split over theory and practice. So we look at kind of more general concepts um, like uh, strength conditioning, nutrition, injury, and then we also spend a lot of time looking at specific alignment, biomechanics, anatomy, skeletal structure of each specific area for a dancer. So shoulder placement, arabesque, turnout, ankle strength, all these kind of areas. So we go into a lot of detail, which is great. Um, and that relationship between theory and practice is really wonderful to explore with them. And the aim is of that is to really just set them up with a sort of dance science hat that they can take forward into their second year, their third year, into their professional lives that will help them to work with their body in a really mindful, thoughtful way and approach different areas of their practice um, that they might need help with. And the other part of my job is working one-to-one -one with students, especially supporting students who are on their way out of injury and back up working their way back up to peak performance so in the sort of if we talk about the four phases of injury the third and fourth phase of injury um, and i think that's that's a gap that i'm really passionate about because i think it gets missed often students go through the kind of initial physio rehab recovery and then they actually struggle to get back up to full training and it, or it takes them longer than they thought or maybe they um, struggle to kind of find their place again towards the end of their recovery um, and also that part of one-to-ones includes working with people with sort of ongoing issues that they have difficulty with, like shin splints that they can never really shake, um, hamstring flexibility that they really feel is, is holding them back, um, or kind of shoulder placement that they've had feedback about in class, but they haven't really been able to address that themselves despite their best efforts. So me coming in as a kind of a tool to assist them to make a bit of progress with some areas that they want to. Yeah, great. I'm sure a lot of dancers listening will really relate to a lot of that. I know sat here, I did. And I sort of think there must be so many benefits to dancers who are able to train in Pilates. So a key benefit that would be really great to touch on today would be the abdominal strength and core support. So what, how does this look in Pilates just generally? And what sort of expect, um, exercises might dancers expect to find in Pilates for this? Oh, yeah, it's such, it's such an important area, as everybody knows. Um, I think. For, for me, it's, you know, the word core stability is just one that we throw around all the time as dancers and we know it's so important, but actually what, what does it mean? Um, and that's something that Pilates can really, has really helped me and I try and use to help other dancers really explore and find out what that means for them. And I guess we talk about um, the, the deep stabilizing muscles of the core. Um, so the transverse abdominus at the front or kind of wrapping back to front. And then the, the back muscles, the multifidus, the rotators, and finding that deep core stability that's working around sort of 20% rather than that superficial stability that we get from muscles like the rectus abdominis. And I think a lot of time it's, it's really easy for dancers to find those superficial muscles through doing like sit-ups and planks. And actually it's quite difficult to find deep core support. Um, but it's so super important because without deep core support, we get all this kind of tension in other areas of the body because we're not supporting ourselves correctly um, in our deep core. So, yeah, it's a it's a really great area that Pilates can address, I think, because of that slow stability based work. There'll be a lot of work where we're kind of 
lying on our, on our backs in a supine or semi-supine position, doing different kind of patterns of the arms and legs that are very similar to class, but having that stability in the center, we're not, not being able to kind of shift or rock the pelvis and feeling that sort of deep engagement below the belly button. So if you just put your hands between your pubic bone and your belly button, halfway between, and then cough, <laughs> that um, sort of contraction there is, is the support that we want to get rather than the over-clenching of the abdominal muscles, especially the superficial muscles that we often have. Um, I think in terms of exercises you're asking, ones that maybe the most effective are the kind of the toe tap style exercises where you're lying on your back, you've got a kind of scooped support drawing in through the belly button through the waist gently that scoop is really important so that we get the deep stabilizers working rather than the superficial global mobilizers and then different kind of patterns with the legs so tapping one leg to the floor then the other leg reaching the arms overhead and back and feeling the deep core support in that place where you felt the cough and super soft in the arms, the rib cage, the breath, the legs, the hip flexors. So everything else can be really soft and kind of artistic, um, but we have the stability that we need. Does that make sense? Yeah, definitely, sure. Could you just clarify for us what you mean by scooping? So that's as opposed to doming. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, so you can, you might be able to kind of relate to this yourself. If you think of people that you see um, that are doing kind of ab workouts, you see that their stomach is sort of doming out rather than flattening and scooping in. And that's because they're overworking their superficial muscles. So mainly the rectus abdominis, which is sort of this, the six pack muscle um, that we see from the outside. And that means if we are doming and over engaging the, the superficial muscle, we're actually making it harder for the transverse abdominis, the deep core to engage. So that's why we're really always going for that scooping drawing belly button to spine putting on a belt lots of different imagery that you would have heard of from your teachers that's what we're aiming for and something that pilates really can help with i think yeah definitely thank you um so something that could help that possibly would be the use of breath and that's something that i've found in my experience of pilates has been quite prominent so why is the use of breath so important in pilates and how does it manifest itself in the exercises yeah, breath is crucial. As I mentioned earlier, it's one of the five kind of principles um, that I use and that a lot of Pilates teachers will use. And movement initiation comes from breath. Movement never happens unless the breath has been considered first. And flowing with the breath and working every movement together with your breath pattern and sort of owning that relationship is really important. And that's what we want to be doing with dancing as well. So it's a great way of training those kind of breath movement relationship patterns that we want to take into the, the studio. Um, and yeah, we, we're all really aware, I think, as dancers, of the kind of the risks of not breathing, um, both in terms of oxygen, <laughs> essential basics, but also the tension that it brings to the body. I, t I talk a lot about tension. I realise this. Yeah. Um, when we are kind of holding the breath or chest breathing, we can engage so much tension in areas of the body that's, that's not helpful for efficient movement, but also for kind of artistry and performance and expression and dynamics. 
So in, in Pilates, we use this kind of breathing called posterior lateral breathing, which is really breathing into the back and side of the rib cage and getting the diaphragm and the intercostal muscles working so that we get lots of lovely oxygen and expansion of the rib cage and the lungs, but not into the chest where we're bringing tension into the shoulders and not into the too much into the lower belly that it disengages the deep core. So this really fine tuned relationship that we're aspiring for where the deep core is engaged kind of 20%, not too much, not too little. And we've got this really free open breath with the diaphragm moving like an accordion or like fish gills and then super soft flowing, artistic, beautiful shoulders, arms, everywhere else. So yeah, a co definitely a complicated thing to understand. And I think a lot of the dancers that I work with as well are singers. Um, so the relationship between breath and movement is really important that they're not engaging too much tension or breathing in unhelpful places that increase their levels of tension. And often in performances, they're required to switch between dancing and singing all the time. So they have to be able to change their breath and their levels of abdominal engagement multiple times in different ways through a performance, which is really super sophisticated for them to be able to do um, and I think Pilates can really help with that understanding because breath is so integral um, and so considered as a priority before movement and as part of every movement. Yeah for sure so how would you just to spring this onto you on the spot here but how would you <laughs> if you had a dancer who had never done Pilates before but who needed to work on their use of breath how would you start where would you start getting the belly breathing from? So, yeah, so I'd start with the, the posterior lateral breathing. So maybe kind of putting hands on the back and side of the rib cage or using a, a flex band to wrap around the back and side of the rib cage and just trying to get the dancer to feel how the intercostal muscles and how the diaphragm can expand in that direction against the pressure of the hands. So breathing in to fill into the hands or the flex band and then breathing out to soften away from the hands or the flex band. And then I really like to, as an alternative, get the dancer to try different ways of breathing and notice how they affect the body. So putting their hands on their chest and taking the breaths in, focusing on expanding to the chest and then softening away from the chest and then make observations about how that affects tension in their body and how that affects the capacity of their breath and their abdominal support, core stability. And then also breathing into the belly, which is kind of the, the normal breathing, I suppose, that we would do when we're not dancing, when we don't need core support. And again, how that affects the body. So being able to be aware of the different choices that we have about where we can breathe and being really perceptive and clued in about how these affect our body and then what choices we want to make to support our dance practice and how we can make sure we're making the right kind of choices for us. Yeah, so I think the notion of choices there is really interesting because I could go into Pilates class and I'll get my breath working correctly and I'll feel it and it feels great. And then I go into ballet the next day and it's, it's gone. I've forgotten it. So are there any sort of exercises that you could recommend for a dancer just to tune in with themselves again, like right before a ballet class, perhaps in their warm up that might help them activate that throughout their ballet class? Yeah, absolutely. I think the whatever Pilates exercise you've done that, that you're mentioning Jasmine the day before um you know choosing an exercise just from the day before that you've done that 
really made sense to you that really helped you that you felt you really connected with to just take for yourself for kind of two or three quiet minutes um, at the beginning of class even the one that I just mentioned where you're just kind of hands on the rib cage breathing um, and or just exploring the different kinds of breath pattern to tune into what choice you want to make for that day I think your um, your observation is just so true for myself as well um, it's this can be so hard to connect all these dots that we have across dance practice and bring them into the studio and um, I certainly really like to whenever I'm teaching Pilates always try and finish with some standing work that's as close to classwork as possible to try and help to make that transfer because it is really difficult you're absolutely right <laughs> yeah that's really nice actually I think that's something that teachers could take away is finishing their classes like if they were to implement Pilates in their studios finishing their classes like that because that would be really helpful um, so we've talked about a few areas that it can help, but obviously there's so many areas of dance training that Pilates can help with. Could you just touch on a few of these, a few that you're particularly passionate about? Yeah, um, I'd love to. So the ones that I do, uh, the, yeah, the areas that I find really helps the students at London Studio Centre that we're working with are looking at turnout. So where, where does turnout come from? Exploring the kind of skeletal structure, the... It, for the dancers to understand their structure and how it feels and the different engage muscle engagements they can have and the relationship between using the glute max to create turnout and using the deep six rotators to create turnout um, which is really important and then also things like high leg extensions we have this aesthetic requirement in dance often to have high legs um, which is really wonderful that we can explore those different ranges of movement um, but how do we support that muscularly in the right way where we're not kind of having hip clicking, hip flexor tension in the wrong places. Um, and so utilizing the iliopsoas muscle, which is the deep hip flexor, that's something that we look at a lot. Um, and yeah, we've already mentioned the core, we've already mentioned breathing. Ankle strength and stability is another one that um, we tend to do a lot with dancers, especially supporting or preventing shin splints yeah I think those are the main ones we focus on okay sure so if we just could go into the use of Pilates training a little bit because I think that some teachers are possibly not scared of it but apprehensive to use it because it's a little bit outside what they would usually do so for dancers there's been a tendency in the past to avoid cross training in other areas for various reasons as we know dancers don't always like running not as a generalization but don't always yeah um, so why might pilates be a desirable option for dancers as another aspect of training yeah i think yeah you're so right jasmine there's so many preconceptions about different kinds of training i guess just a, a challenge for me maybe on that just to there's so many great ways to train and they can all offer such fantastic different things for a dancer um if they're done in the right way. So I think it's good to never rule out different types of training, always be open-minded and investigate different areas and how they can support you, kind of free weights, running, cardio, etc. cetera. Um, Pilates being, being one of those. I think the strengths of Pilates, I guess, is that it can be done anywhere. It doesn't need much equipment. All it needs is a flex band. It can be done kind of on tour or in small spaces or before class. Um, and 
I think I, I completely understand why teachers are reticent to engage it. And I think that's a really good attitude to have because that shows that you want to um, do it justice as an area of training. And I definitely encourage teachers to do kind of CPD um, and seek out really good Pilates teachers for them for themselves, especially ones that have dance specific experience um, to kind of come in, coach their students, give them some tips some exercises. I think with every um, different area of supplementary training, there's a real risk of it being done wrong and being really unhelpful and increasing injuries instead of the goal that it that they will have of decreasing injuries. So I'd really encourage people to investigate Pilates as an area of training and seek out dance specialist Pilates teachers to train them and help them and their students and then to go from there. Yeah. I'm yeah. not a big fan of uh, YouTube videos and that kind of thing. I think knowledge, people knowledge um, is where it's at. <laughs> I think that's really great because by finding the right way, teachers can sort of, I think Pilates is a good place to start because there's not much of a stigma around it for cross-training for students. So if teachers find the right way to do it and can implement that in their classes, it can be a really good place to start for students to... Mm -hmm then go into other aspects of cross training because they might go, oh, this isn't so bad. Dance isn't the only way forward. So I think it's a nice little pathway into it. Um, how would you, if you were a teacher, which you are, but not at a college, <laughs> um, how would you incorporate Pilates-based exercises into your classes? So what age would you start at? Would you do it as a separate class or would you start just in your normal classes? I think it can be quite flexible. Um, I definitely know teachers in sort of, I guess, uh, stage school or teaching sort of eight to 18, that sort of age range that incorporate it as a sort of 15 minute warm up at the start of classes. And then I also know places that include it as a, a separate hour, hour and 15 minute class, half an hour class. So I think it's quite flexible because um, it's, I guess, slower, more considered. You don't need um, a, a sort of cardio warm up as you would for say if you were doing hit training or whatever um i think it can have have that flexibility and be used in lots of different ways yeah sure and especially at the moment i don't know where we'll be where when this episode's released but at the moment in lockdown it can be a really good way of students training while they're not in the studio because of what you mentioned earlier about the lack of equipment so what are the benefits to dancers of using pilates in home training just generally would you say yeah, absolutely. And with this kind of time of uncertainty with lockdown, um, it can be just a really great way of, of coming back to the body, grounding yourself, getting connected with your body again, and sort of mentally retuning in with your physicality and your breath and your sort of emotions in your mind. And also keeping kind of your, your strength, your technique going at a time where you may or may not be doing online classes, but you're definitely out of your normal training pattern. Um, so all those kind of skills and muscle engagement and uh, technique kind of elements that you've achieved so far can be continuing with Pilates. And I think um, it's also a great opportunity to actually improve your technique doing Pilates during lockdown, because you maybe have more time to investigate one area of your practice, Pilates or something else that you wouldn't do ordinarily. So it's actually a really great time where you can kind of 
stop and consider things that you're doing. How am I doing? How do I turn out? What does that look like for me? What does that feel like for me? What muscles am I using to turn out? Are those the most efficient muscles? It's a time where you can ask those questions and really think and consider and refine so that hopefully when lockdown's over, you can come back more intelligent in the way that you use your body as well as potentially stronger as well. And um, yeah, I mean, research shows time and time again that different that supplementary training, Pilates, hip, cross training, cardio is absolutely essential for technique and performance gains that doing class alone is not enough because it doesn't stress the muscular system enough or it doesn't stress the cardiovascular system enough. It's great for skill acquisition in terms of dance, but not necessarily for kind of strength and cardiovascular gains. So that's something that Pilates can really help us with in lockdown to continue with those areas. Yes, yeah, I love that. Seeing it as a, an opportunity as opposed to having mm -hmm. a break from your training, it can be a way to develop it. I think that's really great. Is Absolutely. there, if teachers or dancers are looking to train in Pilates and learn more, where would you point them to? Who would you send them to? Um, so I think, yeah, I mean, I guess there's a few different routes. You could kind of train in Pilates yourself, but that's obviously quite a big time and financial commitment. So that might not be appropriate. I would definitely encourage those that are interested to seek out dance specific Pilates teachers like myself, or if you kind of go on Pilates teachers websites, you can see what their background is or kind of ask for, ask for recommendations. Um, there, there is also a website or an app called Pilates Anytime, and they've got a dance a Pilates for dancers specific stream, which I really like. I'm usually quite anti following things on videos as opposed to live teachers, but this one is actually really excellent, and the technical information they give is really helpful and very thorough. Um, yeah, I think that's those are probably the three kind of roots in yeah fab so i think we've covered a lot there and i think it's given a really good overview i think dancers and teachers alike will be able to take something away from it so that's really great is there anything else you'd like to mention or discuss um i don't think so just yeah i'm super happy for people to kind of get in touch with me off the back of this just to kind of chat i love to chat super passionate about this area and i think it's so beneficial um so i'd love to help anyone who's interested or would like to have more conversations. Um, also just to mention, so uh, Steph Diath, who I work with at London Studio Centre and I have written a book chapter in someone else's book, um, which is coming out next year. And it's talking about a lot of specific elements for dancers, turnout, arabesque, high leg extension, and sort of the correct technique based on Pilates experience as well as more general dance science aspects. Uh, so the book is called The Essential Guide to Ballet um, out next year. But yeah, ha happy to chat more and I hope this has been useful for everybody listening. Thank you so much for your time, Laura. No problem. Thanks everyone. Thanks so much for listening. Tune in again next Monday for another episode of Sci Dance.